You're listening to The Wicked Horror Show, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. This episode of Wicked Horror Show is broadcast live to Facebook. This is a little throwback. Uh, I don't know why we waited so long to put this episode up. Actually, it was my fault. But anyways, we're joined by some awesome people. They helped us out quite a bit at Scarecon New England. We're joined by Phil and Mike from the Dark Discussions podcast, as well as Melissa Potter from Shock Therapy. Obviously, we're talking everything Scarecon, as well as uh, other just random horror goodness. And of course, if you like what you hear, head over to Facebook.com slash The Dorkening every Tuesday night for a live show just like this one with open discussion in the chat room. It's a good time. Also, head over to thedorkening.com to check out all the other shows on the Dorkening Podcast Network. And lastly, check out our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Head over to deadlygroundscoffee.com. Pick up a bag of ground goodness. Pour it in your mouth. Stay up all night and watch horror movies. Sounds like a plan. But first, enjoy the show. Uh, okay, here we are. With us today, we have Kevin. What's going on, everybody? Wolfman. Thank you for not killing the mic there. Tony. Yeah. What is going on, people? Okay. One of our friends here, Philip from Dark Discussions Podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me. And Michael, also from Dark Discussions. Hello, Leo. Nice to see you again. Same here. And Melissa from Shock Therapy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hello. Then quiet. I know. <laughs> a hush came amongst the crowd. So you were just talking about, I mean, it was before we went live, and it was, you know, came up with the baby thing. You said that they were someone was trying to auction off the baby from a Serbian film, but it was, it's been pulled off eBay. Reportedly, it was the baby prop. Let's God hope it was a prop from the movie Serbian film. Uh, and it has since been. I just you asked what the price was. I that was a good question. I went just checked the link, and uh, it's it's a dead link. It's been removed from eBay. Don't know why. Don't know if it was a fake prop. If they didn't have permission. Uh, if there was just a glut of fake rape babies on eBay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. You know, someone just realized when he did that search for fake rape babies, or you know, they came <laughs> up like, wait a minute, that looks like the one from uh, Serbian film. Then like, wait a minute, that's that's uh. It could be in the uh, Smithsonian of some sort or whatever. I don't know. Right, right next to uh, Archie Bunker's chair and Arthur Fonzarelli's jacket. Right, in between. In between right the there, two. Yeah, because yeah, it's right up there. So being filmed, fake, ba- fake rape baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that we've been talking about, I mean, at least through Facebook and everything, is that we're all going to be at Scarecon, New England. Well, not all of us. Wolfie's not going to be there. And the spinning wheel of death, a.k.a. Tony has nine fingers, who's currently not here. Um, at least I don't see him. I don't know you- you guys see him? He keeps disappearing. connecting yeah. on my end. I, I, right. I just booted Tony, uh, so hopefully Tony comes on back. Um, but anyways, yeah. we're going to be at Scaricon New England, and we're going to be moderating a bunch of the panels. Um, you know, we've 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 all been at Scaricon New England multiple times. Um, I know it's it's a different venue this year. It's a little bit smaller of a venue. Uh, what do you guys like? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a, that's a good move or? Um, are you a big fan of the old venue? I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? I like the old venue just because I was just getting used to being able to get around that area. So now it's like going blind. It's going to be like the first day of school type of deal going into a new venue. 
because I've never been into this one. Yeah, I know Leo has been to this one for Super Mega Fest. You said it is a smaller venue, right? Uh, well, it, it's not really smaller. It's just a bunch of small rooms, from what I remember. So it, it's it was there was some trouble with Super Mega Fest trying to uh, walk through to con. We went on a Saturday. It was you know quite busy, uh, but because it was so many small rooms, it was t very tough to navigate. You know, you're getting a lot of people. Hopefully, you know, maybe they change some items or maybe have a different uh, part of the hotel uh, because I know the downstairs was bigger. So it uh, could have been just set up for Super Mega Fest. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool venue. Like, I've never been in it, but it's a cool venue from the outside. It looks like a giant castle. It's, you can see it right off the Mass Pike. It's, uh, it's pretty cool looking, but... Uh, I'm excited. I mean, there's going to be some some really cool guests, and uh, they're still. I think I believe they're still announcing some. But uh, just to go through the list a bit, um, you have Cassandra Peters. I'm sorry, Peterson, who is Elvira, uh, D. Snyder, legend. Is any so has anyone thought about who wants to do the D. Snyder panel? That's what I'm curious on. That's the thing. I wish I was there because I'd be all over that. Oh, start walking. You have three weeks. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you could maybe we could do like a Cyrano de Bergerac thing. We'll have you on a mic or like an ear. You could ask the questions, and somebody can ask the questions for you. <laughs> Just like an automated. If we do that. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to howl though, like Wolfie does, and it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm, no, I can't do it. All right. I would make a fool of myself. So That's I his would. trademark. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have uh, Danny Lloyd, um, which, I mean. The Shining is, you know, he's it's a it's a legendary character from The Shining, you know, so it's it, it should be it should be good to meet him. I don't think I've I've seen him at conventions. I've never met him now. Uh, Doug Bradley, which I know Mike, you're going to be doing, um, and you've you've interviewed him once before, right? In uh, 2012, I think, out in uh, Horror Realm in Pittsburgh. Nice. Uh, Amy Steele. We have Legend Tom Savini, and um, I, I was looking on the uh, the Facebook, and it looks like author Mike who did the. Uh, the, the killer and I with with Kane Hodder, um, he, he's doing a book, you know, for for Tom coming up too. So that should be very interesting to talk to him about that too. And I thought the book was great. I don't know. I know you guys are writers. So have you, you ever read the Kane Hodder book? Either of you, Bill, Mike? I'm not a writer. Uh, Bill's I, a writer. Oh, I thought you were. Yeah. No, uh, it's a uh, co-host Christy that's uh, on our podcast as well that writes. Uh, but no, no, I, I have not uh, read uh, his his I guess autobiography. Um, but um, uh, we did get a copy. Mike got a copy, had it autographed, and we gave it away, and that was kind of cool. But um, I heard it uh, good reviews. I mean, uh, most of the people that I know that read it are fans of him, so I assume they were going to like it anyway. Uh, I haven't heard any unbiased reviews, but uh, I'm, sh I'm sure it's it's probably a good good tomb to read. Yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I'm not I'm not a huge reader. I don't know if it's the ADD part of me that I just can't concentrate enough unless I'm like super interested in it. And you know, I kept my it kept my attention the whole way through, which is which is good. Um, we have David Naughton uh, from American Werewolf in London, uh, Kelly Maroney, Lynn Lowry, Felissa Rose, of course. Uh, Mark Patton, Jason Lively, Ricky Dean Logan, uh, Sean Whalen, and more to be announced. Um, and we have other panels going on as well. I know, um, Phil, you're going to be doing a uh, a horror writers panel. Is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Do you have anyone yeah, else? And that we're actually. Well, well, um, I do know uh, the New England Horror Writers uh, Group um, is is going to be there. They're having a, a table, and I'm uh, good friends with a number of those folks. Uh, Scott Godswood uh, runs that organization, and he'll be there. So um, I'm going to uh, contact a few of those folks uh, before the convention and uh, get some pretty good writers on the on the you know the board to talk to. Nice. That'd be interesting. Hopefully, uh, you know, I know like sometimes if there's too many panels going on at the same time, it might be tough to like get people in there to to watch. You know, if I've done some panels in the past where it's like, hey, there's three people here, hooray! But if there's three, if those three people want to know about horror writing, that's even better, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the thing about these horror conventions is um, if you're doing the panel, it's very hit or miss. If you're attending the panel. You can. It, I guess it doesn't matter because um, if there's not many people there, then you have full attention of um, the panel itself. And if there is a lot of people there, there's going to be a lot of atmosphere. So um, it really just comes down to the people on the panel. And if we're lucky enough to get uh, a good amount of people to to come into uh, the room to watch us. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're we're. I think you're doing another panel. I don't know if both of you and Mike are doing it or. Or, or what's going on with it, but with uh, some some independent directors as well, right? That you've uh, you've you've lined up. Yeah, um, actually, um, uh, I may not be able to be there during that hour or so because I'm going to have to leave the convention temporarily to uh, watch my daughter's dance recital, which is about a half hour away from the convention. But uh, co-host Mike will will most certainly be there. He's seen uh, two of the three films by these direct directors. The only one that he hasn't seen is um, the, the horror Santa Claus apocalypse film. But um, uh, if, if necessary, Mike, I can try to see if we can get you to view it um, through the director, Mike Nail. Uh, before the convention, and uh, the other director is Garo Nagosian, who uh, directed Dangerous People, just was released uh, in December of last year, and then um, the third film is by, also by Mike Neal, and uh, that's called uh, Drive-In Horror Show, which uh, I know, Mike, you've seen, and you thought was pretty solid, and I think you saw it too, Kevin. I did, and I think, Mike, I don't know if we have your audio or not, I don't, sounds like you're, tra- you're talking and nothing was there. Sorry, I, I turned it off. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I saw Driving Horror Show as well. Um, I, I I really dug it, and he's uh he's part of a pod. He, he's he's a regular on a podcast that I'm also on here and there. That's actually on our network as well. And um, he's a he's he's a good guy. I mean, I met him in uh, a, a convention out in uh, in Worcester. It wasn't Rock and Chuck. It was like a regular comic convention. And uh, yeah, he was he was a nice guy. I I awkwardly hugged him and took a picture of me hugging him the very first time I met him, just to send to my friends and say that they were all kicked off their own show and that it was just going to be me and him from now on. And it was just, I don't know. It was weird. He, he let me do it though, which was fun. Yeah. I like yeah, Mike. Mike Nail's a great guy. He's a, he's absolutely a, a stand-up guy. Yeah. yeah. I like anthologies and I really liked driving horror show. Um, unfortunately we're gonna have to rewatch it because that came out at a time where I saw a lot of anthologies. And the only one I remember is the guy in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. Like, what stories what other stories were in that film because it's so easy to confuse uh which stories were in which anthology uh so i'm gonna have to watch that before i uh, do the interview fortunately i still have the disc around here somewhere yeah i dug it and i actually i dug the uh the bookend stuff too like the uh 
the stuff at the actual drive-in I thought was, yes. was actually really cool. I was, you know, the, the characters were neat and, you know, I was like, oh, this is fun. But yeah, I, I dug it. So I'm glad I, I got it from him when I was there and it took me forever to watch it. I finally did. And I'm like, I should have watched this a while ago. And uh, we're, we're trying to get him on the show also. So uh, still working on that. Maybe we can talk to him at Scaracon. Uh, Matt Peterson says he's going to be at Scaracon as well. Daniel John says Scaracon. Anthony Thurber, I believe he's going to Scaracon as well. And uh, Clown Cartel's Bunzo to Clown says, where's the buns? Any, anybody have any idea what I'm that means? I'm sitting on them okay. right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll do the same thing. Uh, and also, more importantly, not more importantly, but, you know, <laughs> we're, we're certainly going to be partaking, but uh, Deadly Grounds will be at Scaracon. So, uh, and one of the things uh, I believe, I, hopefully I'm not talking out of school, but uh, we're going to be doing a, a an hour-long like, like horror trivia game in one of the rooms on Sunday, right? Is it on Sunday? I think it's Sunday. Anyways, it's yeah, I think Saturday. it was Sunday. I think it's Sunday. That thankfully Wolfie helped us with uh, with all the questions because he's I like to call him the uh, you know a, he's an encyclopedia and a t-shirt. This dude knows like a lot of stuff. All right, so I let me ask you this question yeah. uh, if you can. I've got a I've got a good head for trivia, but I've also got my finger in a thousand different fandoms. So I don't know the really obscure stuff. Yeah, you know who was the key grip and. Friday the Thirteenth Part who's Five. The, who's the best boy? What's the common best boy? <laughs> but I was at a convention where they had a trivia game, and I was smoking the questions, which meant it was this is at a horror convention. This wasn't Jeopardy, you know. Mm -hmm. So right. those questions had were way too easy if I was getting all of them. So mm -hmm. how do you pick what like what level questions do you have a well, like scaling difficulties or like Jeopardy? You got the hundred well, to five hundred point question. Yeah. So so Kevin and I have a. Uh... You know, after a few, every time after the show, I talk to him. I say so because he he has done. He's gone to the uh, the pubs and the bars and whatnot in the Massachusetts area, and uh, he's done the trivia night. And I'm like, so what do I do? You know, I mean, because I've never really come up. I mean, I, I I've come up with questions before, but nothing like on this scale. So he says, well, I'll come up with a few rounds. So I'm coming up with four rounds. Each round will have four questions, and round one will be like, you know, easy, easy peasy. Round two, you're going to get old. By the time you get to round four, you better know your stuff, you know? And, and obviously um, each round is going to be worth more points, and we're going to have a first, second, and third place, and we're going to have prizes for everybody. Well, not for everybody, for the first, second, and third place. And we're, and, we're talking to some certain people, but uh, we believe Deadly Grounds is going to be uh, giving us some stuff. So. And, and I already have the, the tiebreaker question in case, you know, a couple of people come up. I got tiebreaker question uh, figured out. Know what it's going to be, you know. It's going to be a two-part question. I hope they know. <laughs> Who's so one of the podcast co-hosts for the Horror Pack? Huh? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> who's going to be? Who's one of the co-hosts for the Horror Pack? Is that where you're going to go? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, so so actually, actually, gonna be, actually it's really gonna be quick. Movie, right? So uh, in. If you are going to Scarecon and you want to partake in the uh, trivia, uh, we're going to have it where you have to sign up. We're going to try to do early signups, uh, but we're already working on some prizes. So Deadly Grounds did say that they can, they will have a prize. Uh, also, um, the guy that manages Scarecon is going to try to get us a uh, signed Funko from Elvira. 
Uh, the phone code actually should have came in the mail today. Uh, so uh, you have an option of winning a signed right. Elvira. Right, and then and that uh, you know those go for a little bit of money, like on her own website. So um, yeah. you know it's it's basically the same thing that she's selling on her website. But um, so so yeah, I mean there's going to be some prizes. We're going to see if we can get some other stuff. I just I figured it's a little bit you know we don't see that kind of stuff at the conventions too much, and it'd be good for people that you know want to take a break, take an hour, maybe win some prizes, have some fun, you know. And you know, unfortunately, we're going to have someone walking around making sure people isn't you know they're not cheating and whatever but we're not going to charge anyone to play the game it's just you know fun it's just so, a nice change of pace exactly some time to sit down relax answer some questions win some prizes that's all and, and if it works and maybe we'll do it in new york who knows yeah another thing is uh each round is going to have its own separate theme so it's not just going to be you know you might have monsters on one theme and you might have slashers on another theme or you know scream queens Scream queens, uh, you know, possessed objects. Well, you know. Wolfman, do you have a sample question that did not make your list that uh, you could probably ask now? And uh, we got a bunch of people watching, so maybe we can get some answers in the chat room. No prizes, well, sorry. No, okay, so, so this would be like on the easy level, right? And I'm pretty sure Michael will get it. Um, so in the movie Child's Play... Chucky is is a name is his full name is Charles Lee Ray. Name the three people that he's named after. I know two of them. Thinking the third. That's the third one that's gonna that 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 catches a lot of people. It's not Ray Romano. Hey. <laughs> uh, while you guys think Daniel John says Garacon Verona this past fall was incredible the VIP party is worth every penny uh, talking partying with everyone and film favorites with the best con he's ever been to uh, we agree the, the VIP party was was phenomenal it was uh, definitely a lot of definitely. fun definitely yeah we get to when, see uh, the, the previous year at Scarecon New England was a pretty good time too where uh, Sid Haig was doing karaoke yeah. Karaoke. Oh yeah, that was pretty. I good. still have that video on my phone. I think a lot of people have that video on their phone. <laughs> like, let me get this on video. Which means it's also on YouTube. Right. Yeah. But Sean Whalen again. I mean, if there's karaoke available, Sean Whalen, you know, is going to do it. He's a he's a really good guy. I like Sean. It'd be good to talk to him too because he's he's in the new Rob Zombie movie. So it's uh you know did you guys see the still from that? So I was just gonna say three of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm I love Devil's Rejects. I like House of a Thousand Corpses. I am very I have a lot of trepidation about this. Just uh, cuz they all died. Well, theoretically they I'm they, with you. they So I don't know how I I don't I mean, look, it's it's all fiction, right? So it's all made up. They could do whatever they want. I mean, how many times did Frankenstein die in the the Universal series, and yet he came back for more every single time? How many times did Jason? Uh, so... Same thing with Jason and Michael Myers. So... Yeah. And yeah, so why not? You know, if it's a fun movie, if it, if it's well done, then I'm all good. Um, I, I I was not a big fan of Thirty One. I'm hoping he does better than that. I agree. I saw Thirty One in the theater. I thought I was going to throw up. It was just like shaky cam. Just for the means of, hey, there's nothing else going on in this scene right now. I'll just shake the camera a whole big bunch. 
Well, you can yeah. go to darkdiscussions.com and find our episode. I have no idea what number it was. Uh, and we did a whole episode on it. And uh, I am the Rob Zombie apologist on the podcast. And uh, I, I, I didn't defend it and nobody liked it. And I think the, the, the griefs were, were, the beefs were pretty legitimate that it was, it was sort of like if somebody was making fun of a Rob Zombie movie, that's what they would make if they were making a Rob Zombie parody. Uh, because that's what it is. It's yeah. just these sort of white trash characters, Sherry Moon Zombie, uh, a lot of. Actually, it was it was more trailer trash characters because yeah. it, it was multiracial, multi gender, and so forth. Yeah, but when you have the idea of carnies versus clowns, and they come up with that, I mean, it's a great concept. It's a it needs to be remade quickly. Uh, but I didn't see any carnies there with like. Nobody's swallowing swords, eating fire. Nobody had two heads or, you know, there was no strike, whatever. There's all, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you could have done with that. And it could have been fun and imaginative. And it was just generic. Hmm. I thought. Did, did, did that, that's, that's the end. That's I, have, I have it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Circus of the Dead so, is going to yeah. be at uh, yeah. Scaricon. Right, it's going to be a Scaricon. I'm wondering, uh, maybe we can reach out to, to, to oh. Billy and see if we can do anything. Uh, actually, he did say he was going to send up some stuff, but I'll see if he can maybe give, uh, see if For he wants surprises. to yeah, participate Holy in that. Holy crap. <laughs> that guy likes to give out stuff. <laughs> okay, so uh, Anthony Thurber says, Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, Ray Charles. No. Ray Charles? Uh, he, he says. Georgia. I, I he says he doesn't know the third one <laughs> as that's a guess. Ray Charles. Ray he Charles just was a guess. So, guy so, playing piano. Yeah. <laughs> so the answers are Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray, the guy that shot uh, Martin Luther King. That's it. Okay. See, so so here's here's my concern: is that is on your simple level. I wouldn't have got it. Well, that's the hard part. It's, like, it's what's simple to you, what's simple to me. Like there's like if I asked you who plays uh Freddy Krueger. Yeah. You'll you'll get it right away. Bill well, Maher. Yeah. I'm mean, uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Hurley, Haley. Uh but it's um but <laughs> if you ask, you know, if you ask my parents, if you ask my students, they'll draw a blank. So what's, what's hard, what's easy. It's, it's a very much a sliding scale and the job is not to, you know, for Wolfie right. to show off what he knows. It's to test what we know. So it's, right. I don't, I don't, I do not envy your job. <laughs> so he's not even going to be there to see how it works. Yeah. So, so maybe like, uh, have some, some backup questions. If like the first couple questions you get like total blanks. Well, either way, whoever gets the most points wins. Okay. I mean, if they're not able to answer them, they're not able to answer them. Yeah, you know, don't you know? Throw some softballs in there, obviously, and maybe have some, you know, some other ones that are, um, you know, a little more difficult. Whatever. I mean, yeah. it's only an hour long game. You it, go to a bar and play. It's going to be fun hour. though. It's just we're going to get a lot of people together and just you know have a blast at it. Uh, Hopefully, we get a lot of people together. So yeah. the, the people that are watching that are going to be at Scaricon, you know, come come play trivia. You can win some come stuff. Come sign up. Yeah. It's this, coffee, is, this is the funny thing. Elvira. Yeah. This is the funny thing, Mike. We used to do the a trivia thing on the show, and then Leah would go, "Okay, Wolfie, 
come up with a question. I come up with a question. He goes, who's going to be able to answer that? And I'm like, don't ask me to come with these questions. And I mean, <laughs> they're supposed we to be to, horror yeah, fans that are watching. Yeah. We, used to, we used to give away stuff on the show. We haven't done that in a while, but no. I'm glad. And not to mention, you also don't know who might, you know, go running through the room while you're having this show. Right. Right. Could be, yeah, whoever. But, you know, and then we can, you know, maybe we can get one of the guests to come in and poke their head in and do something during the trivia. Who knows? Yeah. We'll figure it out. That's why I said you never know who's going to come running through. (laughs) Right. Like you do something like, uh, you know, who played the werewolf in American Werewolf in London? And then hopefully someone says, David Naughton, and he sticks his head in. Yeah. Uh, or 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 you or you could be, who plays the werewolf in American Werewolf in London and nobody knows, and then David Naughton just walks away with his head hanging in shame and the sad Charlie Brown music playing in the background. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so I just <laughs> wanted when you to write the the, the the happy Charlie Brown music. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, I just want to take playing. a break here. Uh, so as you know, we do have a sponsor for the show, Deadly Grounds Coffee, and they will be at Scaracon New England along with us and everybody here on the panel tonight. Deadly Grounds Coffee, it, it's if you enjoy coffee, this here is one of the best tasting coffees I ever had. Uh, I had Witch's Brew, a full pot I brought to work today. Absolutely love this coffee. I don't drink anything else. Uh, I've tried so many other flavors for other brands, and, and just nothing has a taste of Deadly Grounds. Uh, but definitely, if you're going to be at Scaracon, go there. They'll have uh, some samples that you can try. They're normally brewing a ton of coffee over the weekend where you can try. But don't listen to me. Here's a zombie to tell you more about Deadly Grounds. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Getting press passes. How do we upgrade for VIP? Uh, money yeah yeah <laughs> uh we are I, back uh, i figured as much part. <laughs> yeah. uh well maybe check with jv um you know it's, it's maybe like a paid upgrade or something like that um, well because yeah we can yeah. we can figure that out after the fact i think maybe um but yeah i mean i don't know i mean you don't really know what's going on like as far as like is everything happening at the hotel are they doing anything outside of the hotel i'm, I'm assuming it's all gonna happen there right I would imagine so, yeah. I would yeah. assume so. Yeah. It's all what was convenient at the, the last place was having just the, the concession stand there. It just made that nice and simple. I mean, yeah. it wasn't the greatest food, but it was food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was running across the street to Subway. So well, that's the other thing. thing. You're in the middle of a town. Well, in in uh, at the one in, in Springfield, though, like they're doing a ton of construction because they're opening that new casino. So it's it's their uh, they're they're actually already hiring for that casino. So it's not going to be as easy to get around. And a lot of places closed really early around there too. But then yeah, again, like you know, six o'clock. Yeah, but but the, the, this thing, you know, this is right off the highway. So there really isn't a lot of you know, it's not easy. Like you can't just cross the street to go to a, like a cheaper restaurant. So that's a good point. I don't know. I'm sure they'll figure something out. I hope so. We're gonna go broke. Well, yeah. See the. I enjoyed myself a lot at the previous uh, two Scaracons, uh, but they did have an attendance problem. Um, 
I don't know what the story was with that. I wasn't involved. But the one thing I found a little frustrating is there were only like two rooms for screenings and for panels that limited the possibilities of what you could do. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what the situation is like in the new place. There's going to be three rooms. So two that are going to have panels and uh, like strictly panels. Although one of them is also has a projector. And I think that's where they're doing the, is a premiere of a movie. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, let me bring up uh, our document now. So room A is going to have two mics. Room B is a screen projector and four mics. And room C is a projector. So they're going to have... In the Hopefully the room that they're doing that movie premiere in is bigger than the room, the conference room that they showed Death House in so that people don't feel so cramped. Yeah, it's going to be... It's the, the panel room two is where they're going to be doing that premiere. Um and but the other one, I think all the I, I think all the other movies are playing in the other in the other room that doesn't have any mics. But well, you I mean we'll see. I mean, that's the, the thing is, I did poke in at a few screenings, and there wasn't like a lot of people that were checking things out. Um, so again, it's you know if you're there, go check these things out. You know, you have an opportunity to see these movies if you've if you've heard about them. Like I, we can't really say like all the movies that are playing because I we have he haven't he hasn't really announced them all, but. Circus of the Dead is, you know, is on our list that it's going to be playing there, and that that movie's really fun. Yeah, it's not for kids though. Yeah, I want to see so that. If you're a kid, you know, don't don't, uh, or if you have a kid, don't bring him to Circus of the Dead. Uh, Daniel John says uh, uh, is asking if we're all going to be there Friday night, and uh, says Matt says MGM will open in August in Springfield, and uh, he thinks uh, Daniel John will be there Friday through Sunday. And we'll be there Friday through Sunday as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure most of us will be. Yeah, I'll be there probably on the afternoon. I'm taking the Friday off from work, although they don't know it yet. Uh, and I'll probably be arriving. It's, only, it's about a three and a half hour drive, so I'll be there sometime in the afternoon. I haven't decided if I'm taking Friday off because I, I work I work in Marlboro, so it's I'm not that far from Framingham. So if I, I mean, depending on what time everyone goes, I mean, I can get out at five. You're, you're, the, right you're, you're like the net. You're like the next town over. Yeah. Framingham to Marlboro. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll be there. Um, I took the day off, and uh, I'll be there on Friday um, early. So, How early yeah. can and we you, get in on Friday? I think it's They usually let you in around noon time to set up. Yeah. yeah, but there's no there's no actual convention Friday night this year. So you it says up until whatever it is, on the, it's on the schedule on the website, up until 9 is for setup. So, yeah. We're, now we don't have nearly as complicated a setup as you guys have, so it won't take us nearly as long to get set up. Well, but uh, I'm I'm gonna get there as early as I can on uh, Friday. I took the day off already because uh, I also want to scout out the uh, conference rooms to see what we have for a setup as well. Because we're we're gonna try to do a live show on Sunday, and uh, maybe see if we can do something during trivia as well. Yeah, we're. Uh, I know if. if Depending on if everything worked out, we're trying to do something with Jan Birch for the for the Sean Whalen thing too. Yeah. So if we have a room with a projector, that'll work. Yeah, because Jan's in California, obviously, so he was going to record something for people under the stairs panel. Um, but yeah, we'll. Oh, we'll that'd get be cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Anthony, Sorry if I read the surprise. Whoops. Uh, Anthony Thurber says, uh, "420 Massacre" is another good film that will be playing at the convention. Yep. I want to check was, that one out too. That that was one. So I'm not like I don't know about about Mike and and Phil. I'm not like a big guy when it comes to like drug movies in general. Like I just always found it to be like the easy way out of stuff. Um, and I really enjoyed this one. 
So that says something. Well, right I there. I heard I heard this one isn't a comedy, right? No, no. But even even <laughs> still, it's it's not a comedy, but it's it's still it's I'm like it's 420 massacre. It's it's based in you know people going you know on a hike. So it's a it, it, it's a stoner film, kind of or yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, but not, and, not and my general, my cup of tea. But you know what? I also like Harold and Kumar. So, right, not my cup of tea at all either. But I actually really enjoyed this. Mine, one. Yeah. It was it was it was done well. Like it was, and it's it's a little it's different. Like it's not like pretty much all the main characters are female, and it's you know you don't really see that a lot in these kinds of movies as well. And it's uh you know, but it, and I guess a lot of the cast wasn't originally supposed to be female, but ended up working out that way, and I think it made the movie better. Um, because it was a little bit different, and the kills were were really cool for a low budget movie. It was, it was. I think it was done really well. So, I, I'm I'm curious of people you know, how people like it. So yeah, if you get a chance to check it out, Melissa, I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Because um, I, I I yeah, I was surprised I liked it so much. At first, I was just like, ah, crap. Here we go, and I'm yeah. like, oh, holy shit, I liked it. Uh, JG Molina and Retro Crunch are uh, watching over on YouTube. And uh, if you guys have uh, any topics you want to bring up, uh, feel free in the chat room here. Daniel Jan uh, John says, uh, bar, uh, scatter all out as well would be cool. Kind of wish uh, they stuck with the official Friday night kickoff. Uh, I think there's going to be a Friday night party. Yeah, there is a, there is a Friday night party for those who arrive early. Yep. Uh, there's not going to be the. I mean, th this is the thing that I'm concerned with is that it hurts the dealers, right? Because they don't they lose some sales on Friday night. That that there's a lot of sales Friday night, but. Um, well, last year um, Friday night was like really really slow. Oh God, yeah. So yeah, that, well, yeah, uh, it was really dead last year on Friday night. Friday Which, in uh, New York though was actually kind of busy, wasn't it, Kevin? It was. Yeah. Yeah, but even I want to say. Um, if you're a fan, that's <laughs> slow convention isn't a bad thing. There's no lines. Right. There's no crowds. There's no, you know. Yeah, it gives you more time to talk to who you want to talk to. Right. If you want to spend your time uh, last year, if you wanted to talk to Kane Hodder, if you wanted to talk to uh, Sid Haig, uh, you had plenty of time to do it. Um, yeah, I was the one monopolizing all of Sid's time last year. <laughs> that's good. Take advantage when you can, right? I love him, so I, I love talking to him. Oh, uh, check check this out. Tom just messaged me. Uh, he's going to be – so I looks like he's going to be having a prize at the Deadly Grounds booth. Uh, he's giving away a Deadly Grounds gift basket, coffee, mugs, shirt, chocolates, uh, De Deadly Grounds posters, chocolate-covered espresso beans. Holy crap. Ooh. And a mystery horror movie on disc over two hundred dollar value for as little as a buck a chance. What? Ooh, what is this movie? I wonder. I I don't know. Well, I think the two hundred dollar value is for everything. Oh, oh, oh I'm not, more not interested for... in the chocolate covered yeah. espresso beans. Yeah, same <laughs> Well, you never know. There's some movies out there. Like I have, well, it's not two hundred bucks, but I have, um, Dead Alive on Blu-ray is worth like eighty, ninety bucks. Yeah. You know, for the moment. Well, it's been, it has been for a while, until they re-release. Like, right? If they re-release it, I'm completely fine with that too because I want a better release of it. But uh, you know, whatever. I got. Yeah, I'll be bucks, I'll so be giving know. away some of my discs because I've got way too many. Um, the my my tombstone will be. I have it. I haven't watched it yet. That'll yeah. be that'll be what's oh, happening. Well, so so I, I don't have I don't have that problem. I have all the movies I want, 
but I watch them all, and now there's just piles in my doom room on the floor. Called there's hoarding. Like a, there's like a trail. <laughs> but there, I did not watch hoarders. If, if there's mixed in used like diapers and stuff in there, then you you, you should be on hoarders as well. It's just gonna cave but, in. And you're gonna die. You're gonna die adult one day. diapers or baby diapers, or does it not matter? Yeah, it depends. What he spends his money on is his, his own choice. Um, but I Hookers mean, I don't know. well, uh, so Hookers. just to remind everybody, uh, stop by the uh, Deadly Grounds booth uh, to find out more about that prize that they're going to be giving away. Uh, a dollar a so, chance. I, I'm, I'm, we're gonna go broke. That, that, that's that's right. I, I'm, I legit am selling. So I, I, you know the the Funko. I don't know if you guys know the Funko mystery minis. Like, yes. You know, yeah. So like that, like I, you know, like that, like they're like this big. I ended up getting randomly. I was I was trying to get the the bloodier variant of Leatherface, and in the process of doing that, I ended up getting the glow in the dark Pennywise, which sells for like over a hundred bucks and I sold it on eBay for over a hundred bucks and the person just didn't pay me. So I just relisted oh, wow. it yesterday. So, or today actually. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully the money I get from that is going to all go towards Dudley grounds. You're welcome, Tom. <laughs> I have no problem with spending all my money there. <laughs> oh my God. Are you guys coffee guys? Phil and Mike? I'm not. I sure am, yes. And uh, I've actually had their coffee before. Deadly Grounds is a company, I think, out of Connecticut. Um, and they theme their mixed blends and, and Guatemala and Mexican, whatever, uh, with, like, horror themes. Yeah. And uh, they and it's good. They have samples. Um, it, it's uh, really, really top-quality coffee, and um, it's definitely worth uh, checking out and, and buying some. Yeah. I've, uh, I've turned quite a few people onto their stuff. I bring... I bring bags of it to work, and and uh, people get hooked on it. Then I ended up, I end up having to buy a bunch when I go to the conventions because they they're just all gone. But uh, whatever. I just I drink the house blend. I was dark and deadly for a while, and then Tom convinced me to try the house blend because he's like it's actually more caffeinated than the dark and deadly because the longer you roast the bean, there's less caffeine in it. So I drink it to wake up. So it's actually um, they're they're very good. Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, they, they're actually a good price, too. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they're around 5 to 10 bucks, around 8 bucks a bag. And the bags are the, the same size bags that you would get at, like, Dunkin' Donuts or yep. at any grocery store. For um, So it's a, it's a good price, too. I agree. I, was, I drank a bunch. I have, I have this mug and I have, you know, stuff, whatever. I'm a, I'm a bit obsessed. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah, the one with the coaster on it. Yeah. So yeah, last order we got these sent us these stickers, and Leo thought it was a really thin coaster. <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know how that works, but whatever. Um, Whoops. So, yeah. so are you? Yeah. Are you guys going to be bringing any any stuff for your podcast to the uh, to the show? I know you guys had T-shirts and stuff last year. I might have a couple yeah. of leftover tees. Uh, I've got some cups I ordered this year. Uh, some just with the with the logo on it. Like coffee cups? Yeah. Uh, just like plastic stadium uh, okay. cups. I say I would rock a I'd rock a coffee cup. So let me know if you ever do the coffee cups. I like I collect coffee cups. And that's another thing I was jealous with Tom. He got he ended up getting a father father evil coffee cup from Father Evil. Oh, that's right. You got uh, two of them, know, right? I don't know if do you guys know who Father Evil is. Yeah, he's going to be at the Scarecon convention. Uh, Scares the Care convention down in uh, Virginia in August. 
He's a, he's a really nice guy. Um, so mostly you don't know who he is. I don't know if he's ever been to like Rock and Shock I, or anything. I, I have, have been no to Rock and Shock. I think I know who he is. He's this guy. He he's I'd... a bald guy with with sideburns. He dressed up like a priest, and he's like got these. He's like super creepy looking, and he like yeah. I've seen pictures. Oh of... my god, such a good. He's yeah, such a he's really a nice. Yeah, he's, he's a, a wicked nice guy, though. Really nice guy. And, like he does, does not break character. character. Does not break character at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The British butcher is the same way. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, he, he was at. He does, does the scare hunt, right? He's. I think he's at. So I don't know if we can. Uh, I'm not getting a good light here, but yeah, he's a little blurry. But I can, I, I've seen pictures. Of him. Yeah, he is no, I, I got a picture of him up on right now. Is he there, he is. Is. there he is. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, he's, he's a good, good guy. guy. And I, I, I randomly see him. At, I'll see him at comic book conventions in like New Jersey and stuff like that. And like, this random, he's like walking around with all these superheroes, just following people, creeping people out. It's awesome. People like run away from him. He's a really cool guy. But yeah, I want to get one of his marks So, anyways. Now, what you, uh, now, Melissa, what do you I, like? I, I know you're you do a podcast now too. Are you going to have a booth there? Or are you just there like uh, with press passes, or what's the deal? Um, I'm there with press passes, but um, a friend of mine that does special effects, Billy Coin, he's going to have a booth there, so I'm going to be kind of helping him out in between helping with helping out with you guys and everything. So, you know, my show is only we're only like three episodes in, so I want to wait until maybe at least next year when we're a little more well known before I try and yeah. do that but melissa what's uh, what's the focus of your podcast it's horror related just because that's what i like to talk about most of the time so you know i have a lot of i've made a lot of local friends that are actors and you know are into production and whatnot so it's a good way for them to have a platform to talk about what they're going to have coming up and you know we sit there and roast movies and you know how often that kind so of thing you're like three episodes in how often are you uh putting out episodes um right now because i'm still fairly new where i'm only doing it like once a month because i got a lot of other stuff going on so this next show that i have coming up is going to be june 12th right before scarecon and actually jv is going to come on as a guest nice and i just submitted my article because i um i'm going to write one you know i wrote one prior to the show and then after the show i'm going to write another one and you know post pictures with everything that happened over that weekend so that Anybody that doesn't go can see what goes on at these things. Yeah. I'm surprised. Like, there's a lot of people that I talk to pretty regularly that are fans of, of like, horror and even comic books and stuff, too. And we go to a lot of the comic book conventions. And the people that, like, are almost afraid to go to a convention because I think they – I don't know what they think is going to happen. But uh, the people are just like, oh, I, I couldn't do that. I'm like, why not? Like, it's just go meet these people. That's what they're there for. Well – I think you look at uh, two things. You look in the media, they, they show two types of conventions, or two aspects of conventions. One, they show Comic-Con, which is a madhouse. And mad it's house. always crowded. Right, but they don't, people don't know that that's Comic-Con. That's a unique situation. And then two, it's sort of like uh, you know, this, the stadium cam at a sporting event. They don't find the normal people. They find the person who's got their shirt off and their body paint all over. They always find the most extreme, obsessive fans to put on camera when they say, oh, here we are at Scaricon, New England, and they'll find the person dressed up like Freddy Krueger or, you know, who's got a knife through their head, hopefully makeup. Yeah. Um, but they miss people like, you know, like us, who are just there in, well, our requisite black t-shirts or what have you, but are just normal people with a dorky obsession 
or or interest and so people just get a, a very odd view of it they see you know bad crowds and weird people and they're afraid to go when really they're mostly just normal folks yeah mike yeah, i can verify that you are not normal yeah well i've got an i i need, I need alibis um just kidding just kidding well you know yeah, i'm hoping to get i've got a student who's going to be going to tom savini's school uh in um september so i'm hoping to get an autograph for her um I've got a couple of students who are like into makeup, which is kind of cool. So they know it's like. It's... I might be able to help you on that one. Um, the guy that I'm going to be helping out that weekend, Billy, he actually went to Tom's school, and that's how I met him at Rock and Shock. He actually took me up and introduced me to Tom right before the show started, while oh. we were all setting up, and he did a shout out video thing for me for um, Super Retro Throwback. And you know, he's he's really good about doing things like that, especially if you tell him that. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I, I met him once before um, at a convention, again, about four years ago, and I'd heard a lot of bad things about him. Uh, I didn't have a problem. He didn't seem like the most personable guy in the world. And, you know, some people are just, come to me, give me all of your attention. You know, he wasn't that kind of guy. He seemed a little bit, I don't want to say standoffish because it sounds negative, but he's just more, he was more reserved, but he wasn't you know, rude, he wasn't insulting, he wasn't, you know, arrogant to the fans, and that's stuff that I've heard about him. He seemed pretty good yeah, when I saw I him. Um, I, I think sometimes we have to remember these uh, actors and celebrities are still relatively They're human. Still people. Yeah, and they have good days, they have bad days. You catch me on a bad day, I'm a bitch and a half. Um, you know, that I don't want to be judged for the rest of my life because right. of that, you know. Oh my God, Michael Darwin is such an obnoxious ass. It's like, and that's my good days. Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, I, I've said it a couple of times. The, the first time I met Gunnar Hansen, he was not very nice to me at all. And uh, he, you know, every other time I met him after that, like he was a sweetheart. So he must have just been having a really bad day. But I didn't want to let that be my last experience with Gunnar Hansen because I, you know, Texas Chainsaw is my favorite well, horror movie, and I'm like, oh, I don't well, want to. I don't want that to be it, you know? So, yeah. Are you going to say Wolfie? Yeah, that's kind of why my friend introduced me to Tom, because, like, I've always looked up to him and the special effects, you know, because he's Tom Savini, you know? I've been watching his movies and whatnot since I was a little kid. So, you know, to hear so many people badmouthing him and, you know, talking about what a jerk he is to his fans and this, that, and the other, I was kind of like, eh, do I really want to go up and meet him and be disappointed and have that in my head? And then my friend was like, oh, no, come on, I'll introduce you. He's really not that bad. Nice. So uh, I just was wanted to really glad I did. Uh, Tom from Deadly Ground sent me a picture of the uh, Father Evil mugs. I got them up on the screen right now. So everybody. Again, I'm gonna have to buy them from. I, mean, I want to buy them from him, though. I want to go up to him and you know make him have an actual transaction with me, in character. Um, <laughs> mug I, to I, mug. Yeah, yeah. I I do have a, a Savini story that I like to tell people as well. But and it's and I'm fine with this being my only Savini story, although that'll most likely change in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I was at Rock and Shock years ago, and John Landis was there, and so wasn't Savini. And, like, I had heard weird things about Tom, so I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to go spend money to meet him, whatever. And all of a sudden, I saw him pour water into his hand, and he, like, legit threw a, a ball of water. Like, I don't know how he was able to just, like, throw water, and it didn't, like, disperse. It was like a ball of water. He hit John Landis in the back. John Landis stopped. 
And he turned and looked, and he's like, God damn it, Savini. And that was it. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm good if I never talk to Sam Savini or John Landis. I'm good. I saw that happen. I'm good. But, yeah, I'm sure that'll change. That's great. Yeah. Rock and Shock's a good time. I know, I know I've seen Phil and, uh, at Rock and Shock. Um, have you ever gone to it, Mike? No, I haven't. Again, my uh, I'm a teacher. I have a hard time getting away. That's true, yeah. Um, it's and... right before Halloween, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, I, I can I can spare like a couple of weekends a year. So I do because Scarecon's nice enough to invite us to cover the convention and promote it. I'll do theirs and I'll do uh, Scares That Care over the summer. Uh, and now we've we've had the last two years, we've had our own meetup in uh, Mystic, Connecticut. Uh, but any other conventions are going to mostly be local. There's one coming up uh, in New Jersey in October, depending on if I'd like to go to if my schedule allows it, um, which is going to be weird. It's a horror convention, but it's going to be at like this um, Old West tourist trap. So hmm. it's going to have like a weird well, that cool, Western theme, Western setting. Um, I'll have to double check and see. What I, now, they haven't really announced a lot of guests yet for it. Uh, and it's the uh, that guy who's doing oh, it. was Weekend of Fear. That's what it is. So if you go look for Weekend of Fear. Um, so I'm hoping it takes off. Uh, the last one they had was about three or four years ago. That's where I met Tom Savini and where I'd interviewed uh, uh, Kane Hodder. Uh, but it wasn't a big success. They need to promote it a little better, but I'm hoping this one worked. Sounds like a novel idea. Fortunately, October is going to be really busy for me this year. Hmm. Uh, Daniel John says the lineup for CT Horror Fest is legit. Uh, he's from CT. We're, I'm actually from CT as well. Uh, and he wants to know anybody been to CT Horror. We've been to CD Horror, but we've we choose not to go anymore. <laughs> we went, yeah, we went once, and and we had a good time. I mean, yeah. we we got to meet some really good people. Um, that's the last time I saw Gunner before he passed. Yep. Um, first time we met Felissa in person. Uh, first time we met um, Harrison Smith in person um that was all that was all there that was the weekend that harrison actually asked his his now wife to marry him and felissa helped him with that like that that was like that was a that was a good, awesome yeah that was a good show yeah uh but yeah we we went you know because we go with the intention of of covering it um and it is a good convention it's something i would go to as a as like a patron i guess but uh going there as the podcast we we you know we unfortunately were not allowed to you after we went we were not allowed to film or anything after that so we chose to not go back yep. but nothing against them i mean they're they, it's the it's like a one-day show in general you know it's it's a good show well it's, um, it's also run by a uh some horror magazine and they don't really want competition so uh yeah they don't allow any video footage or recording or interviews or anything yeah. yeah, D. Wallace is going to be there this year. I've never met D in person. Uh, Tom, Tom, I met her at Rock and Shock a couple years ago. She's canceled on me twice, so I'm hoping yeah. at some point we've had her on the show. Yeah, we actually had uh, we had a booth at Scares of Care two years ago, and we had a one of our listeners donate an original Howling poster, and D was supposed to be there, so we were gonna we raffled it off, and we figured they could raffle it off and get her to autograph it. Uh, it might drive the price up a little bit, and she had to cancel. I think she she might have been filming uh, Death House, but she was filming something, and she had to cancel kind of at the last minute. 
Yeah, so we didn't make quite as much on the poster as we had wanted to raise money for the charity. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's she didn't know that. She wasn't deliberately right. undermining us. Right, Not right, that right. I know of. Yeah. What? They want me to sign a poster. I said I'm canceling the whole weekend. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, oh, uh, before uh, we'll come back to you in a second, Mike. Uh, Tom says would be great to have a horror convention at a B and B and scare the life out of the rest of the guests. And what were you going to say, Mike? I was going to say, so Phil and I talk weekly um, along with our other guests. So we we get, we, and the people who listen to our podcast a lot, uh, please come to the Facebook group at dark discussions, uh, Facebook group uh, and join in, but we don't hear as much from people then from other podcasts. I don't have the time as much as I used to, to listen to other horror podcasts. So we're, we just passed about a third of the way through the year. Um, Anything that you've seen this year that's that's sticking out that you really liked? So insane. Yeah, there's uh there's some good like mainstream stuff and some good indie stuff that we've seen. Pick um, one. The only, Pick something. The, the only thing that I I'm not sure on is um, and actually one of them might be is Dogged going to be playing at the convention? I know that there was weren't they talking about oh. it? Uh, I gave the information to JV, uh, and it sounded like um, you know. He was uh, receptive. I I don't know yeah. if it's on the list yet. Yeah, Do- yeah, Dogged would be one of my one of my um, surprises this, this year so far. A uh, really good uh, like British horror. Um, really slow burn, which I like, even if it's done well. And uh, yeah, I, I really dug it. And then um, the uh, the lullaby, the lullaby was really good too. I thought. Uh, yeah, cool, I, like, I postpartum depression it- horror movie. Yeah. As far as uh, mainstream goes, I dug Unsane as much as people probably didn't care for it. I I like the look of the movie. I like the feel of the movie. It's probably more thriller than horror, but hey, it is what it is. The Quiet Place, dug the hell out of that movie. That was awesome. You go to on the indie side, uh, Kevin's right about the lullaby, but I dug the nursery just a little bit more, you know, which was the one we had on last week. Um, Dogged was good, you know. Uh, there's just so much good what was the, indie what was stuff the, out there. Right the Bigfoot one? I'm forgetting the name of the Bigfoot one. Primal Fear. Yes. Primal Fear. And again, I'm not oh. usually a Bigfoot guy at all. Like I'm not because it's 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 never done right. You know, it's never like oh, okay, whatever. Just well, a big stupid. That, that was a gruesome. I yeah. mean, the, it the... wasn't. I wouldn't necessarily. Would you really consider it like a really like horror movie? Uh, what what else would it be? It I mean, falls, it, it, you have a creature it killing, horror, but, it, but it falls into more like a creature feature type thing rather yeah, than yeah. you know. Yeah, but wouldn't that still fall in the horror genre? I guess. I guess. Yeah, I just said it did. Have okay. you have you seen exists? No. Should see exists. Uh, we reviewed that for our podcast. I like that a lot. Um, which is a, it's a found footage Bigfoot film, but it, it's, uh, yes, I does, did see this oh does found footage. Well, um, this is a guy who's worked with, what's his name? Uh, the director from, um, Blair Witch. Ed, Ed Sanchez, Ed Sanchez. Edward, Edward Sanchez. Eduardo Sanchez. Yeah. Right. And so they work together a lot yeah, with the, Ed, this screenwriter yeah. is, uh, Jamie Nash. Jamie Nash and they've done some good stuff together. And, and he seems to really know how to, to craft a good found footage film. So I would strongly recommend Exist if you, if you like Bigfoot stuff. I saw, what was it, uh, Hunting Grounds was was being touted somewhat as a good Bigfoot film, and it was not. Uh, that was last year. 
Um, Melissa, you got any any horror movies from this year you've liked? I mean, I haven't really been watching many lately. Like the most recent movie I've watched was Terrifier. Oh, actually, so, Anthony, I mean, that's not... Anthony Thurber just uh, mentioned Terrifier in the chat room. Uh, says Red Eye and Terrifier are the best he's seen so far this year. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah, dug Terrifier, yeah. and I hate clowns. <laughs> the the uh, yeah, as far as um, Red Eye goes, I don't know if, if Phil and Mike, if you've if you've had a chance to check out Red Eye, it's on it's on Amazon Prime right now. We were talking to Melissa a bit about it before um, everyone came on, but it's the filmmakers are young, like they're they're fairly young, and it's like their first feature. Um, they, they made a short film previous um, that was that was good too. Um, and they were, uh, yeah, they, they, they were, they're just horror fans. They met at a convention. They became friends. And, you know, they decided to make, they wanted to make, they both wanted to make movies. And so they got Jessica Cameron and um, Heather Dwarf to, to be in this one with them. They're working on another one. Uh, what's, the, what's the new one going to be called? Inverted. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah. Inverted it, is more of, one of those, it's more of a, a cult, you know, satanic cult type movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Red Eye is a is basically like it's a story that um, that Destiny yeah Destiny Orndorff who's like she's the one of the actresses in the movie she's also one of the writers and you know make you know help make the movie um, it's a story that she's been getting you know that's been told since she was a little kid about someone yeah. out in the woods yeah they would they would drive from like North Carolina to they would go down to like North Carolina or something like that to visit her grandparents and then on the way back her dad would tell her the story of red eye you know this and this was just a story that he constantly told to her on a road trip and so when she was in junior high she came up with the story for red eye you know it just took her like seven or eight years to finally you know get together and do the film it's yeah. an awesome movie yeah and it's and I, I was telling melissa that like you know i was all i was all like pumped for it and then uh you know when it was coming out i was very nervous after I saw it, I, I told her I was like a like a proud uncle because I was yeah. afraid I was going to hate it. And then I saw it, I'm like, oh, you guys did good. Thank God. You know, because I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. But, you know, but yeah, it, it was good. And the, the cut that we saw was actually a little bit more brutal than what's on 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 Amazon Prime. Get the censor a little bit of it for distribution. But um, I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched it on, on Amazon Prime because it's like, I like the other scenes. You know, they are more graphic, yeah. you know. I I, I guess it doesn't take from it from what they, from, from what they tell me, but that was really good. And then, um, I mean, it's I, I I think it came out last year, but um, I finally watched Frankenstein Creative Bikers. I don't know if you've guys uh, seen that. I actually have that Part on disc, but I, I haven't watched it yet. It's good. It's better than uh, Dear God. Is no. it? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that a follow up to Dear God? No. I mean, yep. it's supposed to be a sequel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same. Same. Like Biker Gang. Um, and then there's another one coming out called Amazon Hotbox that they're that's coming out soon with uh with Ellie Church and you know Brian K Williams is involved in that one now too he's part of that whole team now. They had a a big Kickstarter that uh, just ended as a matter of fact. Yep. So, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to come out. The movie comes out in in a month I think. We're we're trying to get them to to do something at Scarecon and unfortunately it it kind of doesn't work with their other release so they're not going to yeah. do anything with it but. Um, but yeah, I and mean, the thing about the Kickstarter is, is the fact that it's it's not a it's it's the Kickstarter is not to help fund making the film. It's to help with the release, basically. Right. You yeah, know, it's a pre-order. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, basically what it is is uh, they don't, similar to independent authors um, or publishing companies, you don't really make that much uh, selling it through a third party. So they're trying to do it themselves, and uh, it was quite successful. So uh, folks are going to be happy to, to see it within the month. Uh, I will say they, they uh, actually gave uh, a film last year that was shown at uh, Scaricon, um, uh, Space Babes from Outer Space, and that was... Uh, of one of the films that uh, Scaricon had last year, so. Yep. Um, Did you get a chance to see that one, Melissa? No. <laughs> well, it's it's actually it's like an '80s comedy. It's good. It's funny. Like uh, there, there's these aliens that come down and they're called scrotes, and they're literally oh, they're scrotums. Giant ball sacks. I kind of figured from the name. <laughs> yeah. And it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a fun movie though. It's it's really fun. Was space, this... space, space, space. Was this the lost chapter of Chillerama? No, um, it could have fit in there though. And then the uh, the oh, actually, I, I, I hope the, not because yeah, I, I like some parts of Chillerama, but not all of it. I hate some it parts. I, oh, really? The, I, I love the yeah. Diary of Anne Frankenstein. Is I uh... yes, yep, it's fantastic. Uh, so but the, um, uh, really, there's actually. Sorry, Leo, go ahead. No, I wanted to get to the comments here. Corey Alari says Exists was terrific and said, Isn't Hell House LLC 2 supposed to be out this year? Looking forward to that. Have any of you heard of that? I don't know that Hell I've House. heard of it. I, don't, I haven't seen it. So, one of the things that we're talking about, Space Babes, and like, you know, Brian K. Williams was, was the director of that. Um, he's involved with these other movies too. Um, they had like their special features got better the more money they raised and actually if you got the kickstarter release it came with a special edition that was a choose your own adventure with strippers so oh nice it was, it was like you choose the stripper you choose the outfit you choose your fetish and there was a routine i have it i own it oh god Jared, i totally want you to bring that with you to scarecon so i can watch it <laughs> i have multiple all times you got to see yeah. all the different pathways i have, I have a feeling that right? i'll never do more the disc again like it's just like you're like oh cool thanks i'm out and you just like take off with my with my movie oh i'm not a person like that though all right i get I'll, mad when people take my movies i'll take the redhead with the foot fetish for the first viewing yeah and we'll do the the blonde <laughs> with the s m uh, and the gimp outfit for the second <laughs> and the, the theme song is also very, very, um, like, a, you know, it, it gets stuck in your head. It's just, it's, it's just ridiculous. But it's 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 a fun movie. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, considering that it was put out by Bandit Motion Pictures, who put out, like, Headless and, and you know, uh, uh, what's the other one I keep Found. Found. Well, Found. Well, he made Found. Oh, right. I don't think it was Bandit that put out Found, though. Oh, you're right. Right. I mean, I like corny horror movies, though. I like Zombievers, like so. Zombievers is wicked fun. Plank face. Best plank theme song yeah, ever. I, I like stuff like that. So. Yeah, but considering that Space Waves was put out by the same people who put out, you know, Headless. That's it says it shows their variety, you know. So uh, yeah. Corey Alari is uh, shocked that nobody saw Hell oh, House uh, LLC. Harvest Lake was the other film they put out. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't even heard of it. Hell, hell, was it Hell, hell House hell LLC? Yeah. I have to open up. I, I know of it. I haven't hell, seen it. I don't know what's, what it's available on. That, if it's available on anything. That 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 is on Amazon Prime. No, that's why. Free. Yeah, it is on streaming. So. Yeah. Well, I'm on vacation. Yeah, there, there was a, there was a 
a minor discussion of that on the Dark Discussions podcast Facebook page the other day. Uh, um, Lacey Liu, someone that uh, is a member of our podcast, put that up and was talking about it, and people were, were saying whether they liked it or not. And uh, um, So some people are liking it, some I've heard hated it. So it's one of those type of films, I guess. Well, well I'm, uh, I'm curious. So, speaking of Dark Discussions, I just wanted to interject here. Uh, if you're watching or listening to our audio version, uh, definitely make sure you check out the show notes and check out all our guests today. Uh, we have Philip and Michael from Dark Discussions Podcast and Melissa from Shock Therapy. So definitely head over to their websites and uh, check them out, subscribe. And on, also check out the other shows on the Dorkening, including the new uh I went blank here. Your friends there, Secret Underground Hideout. <laughs> yes, I'm. On, yeah, I'm on the new episode of Secret Underground Hideout. It's oh. uh, the, the the topic is the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, there's actually going to be three episodes in a row of of the Nintendo Entertainment System. So, so are you talking? I gotta about admit the, that pretty dope. The, the, the original <laughs> NES. Yeah, it's about it's about like favorite games and just memories and. You know, it's it's a fun show, and it's it's the only podcast out there that you'll probably hear with a fart mic. Okay, I, I uh, doubt that. <laughs> I have it's a, a question about that. Just the fart on. Um. So, as you know, yeah, I now I have now have a super long commute, so I've been obsessed with listening to Secret Underground Hideout. You can find them so on... much so that you forgot you forgot the name of it. I know. Okay. Well, I'm 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 running on fumes here. Uh, oh, okay. Know what you need. You need some deadly grounds. I do. Huh. I. Do. <laughs> uh, better than slap, bro. I mean, the sense in the sense of you're selling it better than you did slap, bro. Yeah, exactly. So the fart mic, isn't that? that that's me on dark discussions. Just a minute. <laughs> the fart mic. Oh, yeah, I'm the, the fart, fart mic. mic. Oh, okay. No, that's it's, my job. So they legit have. It's like a. It's, it's like a ripoff version of a Sure SM57 that they have just sitting there, and then we're like, oh, and they'll just grab it. And it's never the guests. Like it's never Mike Neal. He never does it. It's two guys that are on the show. That's they they do that. Then they spray poopery, and they're trying to get a sponsorship from poopery. So so poopery. Oh boy. I ever since hearing about the fart Mike, and now listening to a bunch of shows, all I can think of is every now and then you, they gotta go and crown somebody. I crown the Earl of Pink Eye. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. Um, that must be it's like disgusting. so filled with like fecal matter. It must be insane. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, my my three year old nephew has a minion's fart gun. I can always bring that, and you guys can run around with that. Does it smell like bananas? No, it just oh, makes the noises. Okay. You used to have a gun that smelled like bananas. Anyways, it's a fun show. I mean, it's obviously not you know for if you're a thinker, you don't want to be uh, listening to Secret Underground Hideout. You want know, to you know have a deep discussion and then frighten to a microphone. Um, but it's fun. It's a fun show. But yeah, they the shirt is pretty awesome. I agree. I had to buy one because I liked it so much. I don't know. I agree. They're great. I, yeah. I would have thought you could get one for free since you, you know the people who do it. Well, I, I wanted to support them, so I bought it. And they're, they're also like, it's you know, you guys have like a supply of shirts, right? You buy oh, almost, almost out. We, we've right. sold them before. We're finally selling out of our original stash. These are through like uh, TeePublic. So they make them as they are ordered. You know, it's just they're just printed on like when you place an order. That's it. But the only thing with that is you don't have one to give to somebody. You have to go and buy it. 
Yeah, we we okay. we did have shirts printed at one time. Uh, I'll bring what I have left, and we'll 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 give them out. So just out of curiosity, Mike, Mike and Phil, just out of curiosity, I want one to walk around over the weekend with. Yeah. What do you what do you guys charge for t-shirts when you sell them? Curious. Um, I think there's fifteen. Okay. Yeah, originally we did some as fundraisers for Scares That Care uh, the last two years, and I think. We were selling. I I don't remember. I think we're yeah, those, those were those were were yeah, those were more, and that was going all to charity. Right. So like this uh, one is no, two sided, yeah. so that co increased costs. But like at Scares of Care or Scarecon when we're giving away shirts, selling them, I think. It's it's really just to get costs back is, yeah. is what we do. So so when we have the ones for Scares That Care, uh, they're a little more expensive, and all go back to uh, the charity. 100%. And then um, for the ones we saw at the convention for 15, uh, that's just really to pay for for cost of uh, the shirts. Uh, so there's really no, no profit. It's it's just to promote the podcast, really, so, the, the ones yeah, at the convention. Exactly. So, so Leo... And, and we, we have to ask, uh, thank uh, Anthony Thurber, who I know is watching us right now live. Uh, he was uh, one of the folks that bought it two years ago from us at uh, Scaricon. So I appreciate that. And uh, that's uh, we've had good friendships ever since. Yeah, and and I I met Anthony through you guys at the convention as well. You, you know, he was by he was at your booth for a while, yep. and I got to talk to him there. Really good guy. Yep. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic guy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I mean we met you at the convention two years ago. It's weird because, um, the convention culture. Because if you were a normal person, I ran into, you know, in the supermarket or something. I I would not. You know, a year later I saw you again. I wouldn't know who you are. But I run into you once at a convention, and yet I know you again a year later. You know, I recognize you guys. Um, and I, that goes for most of the other conventions I've been to, too. There's a number of people that I've, I know, and thanks to Facebook and social media, you can stay in touch with each other, uh, and you start developing some odd relationships that way. Yeah. Um, That's a great part about these conventions, though. I've made some great friends from going to these, and, you know, that makes them even more memorable when you have friends that you, you know, have years on down the line after going to one it's like if you're, you're like you're like i don't know if i'm going to go to that convention this year I'm like oh but i want to see this person i haven't seen them for yeah. like a year so it's like yeah so this is my only time i'm going to be able to catch up with them because you know they're convention friends but uh i just wanted to the reason i was asking about the t-shirts is because we were at scarecon uh new york um and we were sharing a booth with uh with with harrison smith and we were right next to tony todd we we're in a good spot and um Someone came up like, oh, I love that shirt. How much is it? And I'm like, well, yeah, how much are you charging for the shirts? He's like, 25. And the guy just turned around and walked away. And the thing is, Leo got them like wicked cheap. It was like six and a half bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, like, the thing is. who we are. Like, why are you charging 25 He's just likes the design of the shirt. Like, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Well, you know, right, like... we're not. No no offense to the dorkening. Uh, but, I mean, you're not, I don't know. Dawn of the Dead, you know it's. Oh no no no! Um, see, see, I, I not, agree. Oh you're yeah. Not Pennywise. So, you know, we have the shirts. Other than the ones for charity, they're there to get the cost back and to get some walk-in promotion. Right. If someone likes the design, you know, we'll charge the minimum we can get away with. We're not, you know, because we want to make our money back, but we're not right. trying to put Phil's kids through college on it. Um, so. Uh, and and speaking of um. Uh, the designs. Uh, one of our listeners actually uh, designed the the T-shirts we saw at the conventions. Uh, Travis Heckle out of uh, Kentucky um, 
just wanted to do it for uh, because he just likes likes our podcast. And so uh, um, one's a, what what is it, Mike? Uh, one's a zombie uh, hand coming out from a grave, and the other is a a Jason clone thing. Or like a, Michael Myers, but standing in his doorway with a knife. Yeah, yeah. And that's good exposure for him too, being an artist. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a great, yeah, he's a great guy too. Uh, I've been friends. He's been listening to the podcast, I think, since the uh, pretty close to the beginning. Yeah. So he's been with us for almost seven years or whatever it's been. Wow. That's Which, awesome, wow. and it's cool to get people involved too. Like, you know, get you get the fans involved, and uh, you know, but that's awesome. And yeah, it, it's it's more of a. Like I like I'm approaching it the same way you guys are approaching. It. Like they don't know who we are. We're we're making them a walking billboard. We're gonna give them a deal. We're gonna like if we don't make anything off this, then that's fine. I, I I've been in bands forever. It's the same deal. Like you can't charge someone twice on what what you pay to make a shirt if they don't know who you are. You know, right. you, you're you know someone may be like oh that's a cool design. What is that? And then I'll tell them what it is. You know, but it, it's. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that this kid was like all excited, and I just watched him. But his face okay, like can, can I just add for my defense though? No. Yes, yes, yes. No, because we've we've heard your defense. Yes, but these guys <laughs> haven't. Uh, you know, I used used to work for a t-shirt company, and that was pretty much the minimum we charged was twenty five dollars. So that's what I figured we'd uh, charge yeah, twenty five. Yeah, we're also selling like Patriot shirts. People know who the Patriots are. <laughs> People will spend twenty five dollars just to burn a Patriot shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I, actually, actually, yeah, we'll the, Patriots, uh, <laughs> the, the Patriots. The uh, Patriots uh, for long. folks who uh, don't know, Mike is from New York, and so he sucks. Yes. Well, look, I'm a Yankees fan. I know I could sell Yankee shirts for thirty bucks, so people could burn them. So the most expensive. Pay hey, anything to turn a profit. The most expensive uh, toilet paper ever, Yankee shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're already past the hour mark. We should probably wrap this up. We We're just are. rambling now. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, well, before we wrap everything up, if if you're watching and you're going to be at Scaricon, go to the panels, check out all the shows, check out Dark Discussions booth, buy a shirt if they have it. You know, check them out. You guys, um, you, were, you had discs one time too, right? Yeah, I don't know if we still have them. I have to go through everything because I haven't – been at a con now in almost a year so i got to see what i still have in storage uh so whatever we still have left over we'll be giving away we have some like uh cheap little tote bags and things like that which are always handy at a convention oh yeah um yeah because everyone's looking because p- everyone sells hardly anyone has bags yeah you want somewhere to put that autograph you don't want to just like yep you know carry it around get fingerprints on it the whole day and you know but yeah that- those guys make a killing selling those plastic sleeves you know what you can do because we uh, we actually Leo and I went halfsies on a big big batch of those things. Buy on on Amazon for like yep. the cost of two of them. You can buy one like you know case of them almost. You, know? you could buy. I just bought a, a, a ten of them for twenty bucks, so you can get them relatively cheap through that. Yeah. Uh, and listen, if you go to any convention, uh, I I don't know your personal situation, but buy shit from the dealers because they're the ones that. Uh, they'll get feedback or buy you know autographs it's nice to go and talk to people but if you can afford it you know don't spend money you don't have don't put yourself in debt so you can get uh you know felissa rose's autograph but that's what keeps the convention going right is that vendors are happy they want to come back you know they get good feedback from the convention they want to have the convention again the they the guests none of the guests want to come here or spend a weekend 
and you know and make 30 bucks when they could have gone someplace else and made 3000 bucks right. you know so that's what keeps that convention going in that area and bring friends you know if you have any some of us don't that's why we go to we, conventions yeah exactly we we've yeah. uh, we've gone to some comic comic book conventions where like we're definitely the coolest people in the room right now this is crazy I've, this has never happened right. before i'm the coolest guy oh, here it's so weird isn't it weird Oh man! Anyways. Oh, when you find yourself when you find yourself feeling like William Shatner on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> like oh my god! Right. Um, I, I do want to uh, mention since uh, Anthony Thurber uh, is live with us right now, um, he does have a blog where he reviews stuff, uh, thehorrorchamber.blogspot.com, um, and people should definitely check that out. He reviews movies. Uh, writes articles about um, conventions and so forth. Uh, so it's uh, something folks uh, will probably want to add to their blog list of uh, horror stuff that they read. So yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Anthony's a good dude. I'm glad I got to meet him. I, I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for being right next to you guys that that one convention. But yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. And you know, speaking yeah. of shameless self promotion, I, I just you know for anyone who's a fan of of '80s horror films. Uh, there was a little movie that came out about, uh, you know, middle, middle of the decade, about 85 or so, called Chud. And uh, I love that one. Yeah, and Phil, do you have, do, can, you, can you tell us anything about some follow-up project with, with uh, that film? Oh, um, yeah, actually, um, there was a, there's a new horror anthology called Chud Lives, a horror anthology. And uh, it came out uh, last month uh, by Crystal Lake Publishing. And uh, 19 stories, uh, including uh, uh, New York Times bestselling author Jonathan Mayberry's in it. Um, and it uh, has one, my stories in it. It's uh, one of the 19 stories. So I was lucky enough to uh, write a good enough story that uh, they thought was worthy to put in the book. So That's awesome. you can find that on Amazon. That's and uh, yeah, yeah, so. Congrats. That's, yep. that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. It's a pretty solid book. Uh, what's that, Wolfie? I said the movie came out in '84. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, I th it depends. It depends on I guess I guess where you were, um, it, uh, or what you read. I mean, I think you're right. IMDb may say '84. So I was going by yeah, memory. Chad is '84, and Chad Two came out in '89. Yep. Chad. Oh, yeah, yeah, and both of those uh, have been re released last year, I think, uh, on Blu-ray. One uh, from Arrow and one from uh, Vestron. Vestron. Yeah. Right, because like about five years ago, you could go to Walmart and buy the buy the nine movies. You know, it would be like 976 Evil 2, Chud, Chud 2, Oh, Chopping Chopping yeah, Mall. They were, like in the, they were all in one, like, one thing, and everybody bought these. I remember it. Yeah, everyone is going crazy on YouTube going, look what I just got over at Walmart. You know, I, I myself picked them up. And then not now like last year, all the big ones that were in that pack, uh, Choppy Mall, Chud, uh, Chud 2, they're all coming out on Vestron Video, which is kind of cool. But they're expensive. Yeah, it, but it blows my mind that I think was it, is it The Abyss? I don't even know if The Abyss ever got an anamorphic DVD release. Oh, that's and it point. still yeah. hasn't hit Blu-ray, and yet Chud 2, Bud the Chud, has a special edition <laughs> Blu-ray deluxe edition <laughs> filled with extras. Yeah. It's just so weird. Such, you know, the, the market, because it's the collectors, right? It's the diehards that go after these things. 
Um, I mean, they have one for Return of the Killer Tomatoes. I mean, yeah, not not true. not Attack. Yeah. Return yeah. of the Killer Tomatoes. The George Clooney movie. Oh, even better. So uh, let's not forget, like my 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 quest is to have an actual like really good release of May on Blu-ray. Yeah, and that's yep. never happened. No, that's that a good one, great. Yeah. So Tom in the chat room says, one. as a vendor, he appreciates the sales and it keeps the coffee roasting. But even more, when we have enough time and connect with the horror and coffee fans. And I want to remind so, everybody. I have an idea. Uh, want to remind I have everybody. An idea for Tom. <laughs> Go ahead, Wolfie. I have an idea for Tom. He says he's going to give away this this little box, you know, or or whatever. He should have a mini casket filled with coffee to give away. That would be cute. Do do they do uh, coffee pods? Because that's what my wife drinks. She, she uses like the Keurig type devices. They don't. they don't. They don't. But you you can get the my my K cup one. You can fill it up yourself. Right, you can get a person. That might yeah. be too much work for her. I'm not sure. Or you can upgrade to a uh, Ninja coffee bar, and that way you can do, you know, you just use regular ground coffee. And then the you... thing with the Keurig, if it's very quick and very simple to do, is, you know, you can just so, do it. And so just, is the you know, Ninja. You can... I'm just, just calm down. It's, it's like it's, it's, you have to clean it. Okay. Well, anyway. I'm, I'm, we on should... your, I'm, I'm on your side. I want a Ninja coffee bar, too. But I'm just saying, there's a reason why people do Keurig because it's very quick. And if we're promoting things, if we're plugging things, I just want to plug this real quick. I apologize. But um, there's a compilation that came out. Uh, my friend Mike from Trick or Treat Radio, um, he, was, he had a comp that came out a little while back where uh, he, was, he was recovering from cancer. And his girlfriend slash wife, I'm not even sure. He always calls, him, right. calls her his wife. Yeah. Um, she, she is also a cancer, now a cancer survivor as well. Um, she was going through treatments, which are very expensive. And they released another compilation CD that I'm on um, <coughs> as well. But if you go to doughfordynamo.bandcamp.com, um, you can get both of them. One of them is just called Doe for Dynamo. The other one is Black Cat Anthems for uh, for Redhead, Redheaded January Girl. Girls, sorry. Um, but we have a song on each of them. Like, they're like 12 bucks for the whole album. You get on, on this one, on the newest one, you get 43 tracks for 12 bucks. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of different variety of bands on there as well. Like Mike's like friends with a lot of musicians, a lot of like great musicians. So we're honored to even be asked to be part of it. But, you know, we have very serious songs. And it's sarcasm right now. Um, the, the song on this one is called Cookout Vampire. And that is um, about a vampire who, uh, you know, instead of a cape, he has like a backwards apron. And instead of fangs, he has the, the <laughs> corn macabre holders, you know. He's a cookout vampire. Oh, that's and then, funny. Um, and then on Doe for Dynamo, we have one called Discount Midget, and that's about you know buying midgets at a discounted price. So half off. Half off. <laughs> but of <I'm> course. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Tom says that sometimes towards the end of the year they should have their first single serve pods. Oh. There you go, Mike. All right. Yeah. That that'll open up a whole new realm for people because. You know, a lot of we we went out and bought a coffee maker at work, so I could make coffee because I was doing the French press on my desk and people kept asking me to make coffee. So, you know, I, now we have the coffee maker, but most of the departments in the area have a Keurig, so that'd be good. Thumbs up from Mike. <laughs> and uh, we want to remind everybody: definitely check out everybody, all our 
co-hosts here and guests. Uh, all the links are down in the show notes, down below or up above, depending on where you watch us. And make sure you tune in to our shows. We do this three, t- mostly three times a week. The live show is every Sunday. It's a regular Dorkening Roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. And every Tuesday is the Wicked Horror Show at 9 p.m., where next week we're going to be talking to James Balsamo about his latest movie. And then after that, we're going to be talking uh, the Tuesday after Jurassic Games. And, well, Leo, uh, oh. when you do talk to James Balsamo, uh, could you ask him when he will be sending both myself and Mike our paid copies of that movie since uh, we ordered it like 15 months ago? Maybe? Well, that was actually, I think, two movies ago. He takes forever to send stuff out. Was it Killer, Killer Waves was the one. The the okay. yeah, Killer was, Waves. He's got another Killer one right now, right? Well, the Lich. Uh, he's got the, the Lich. Lich. The Lich. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Okay, well, I'm still I'll... waiting for for Killer Waves. Killer uh, Waves. I'll I'm bug him for you. For... You I, can I, have I... mine. <laughs> that good, huh? Uh, yeah. I I love James. No one can sell himself like James can. And art, uh, artist oh, no, working man in show business. Yeah, yeah. He I actually ordered. He was doing some enamel pins, and I ordered two enamel pins from him. And I totally forgot that I ordered them from him because it's been that long. And he's like, hey, man, I'm not getting those pins. What do you want instead? And I just told him, like, I'll just see you at a convention and I'll grab something from you there. He's like, you're the best, man. I love rocking my acid ba- my acid bath productions hoodie. I want, I, I've want i wanted one of the shirts forever, so I'm thinking I'm going to try to hit him up for a shirt. Acid I've bath. got the, not Killer Fish, it's... Uh, Catch of the Day. Catch of the Day. I've got, that's a, that's, that's a shirt I sleep in. Because uh, oh, yeah. he had it, because I was going to get a shirt from him. He didn't have it in my size. He had it in 4X. So I said, all right, I'll give me that. I'll sleep in it. Yeah, yeah I've got a Bite School the... one, and I have one for the Lich. I, so did I have you that, like, too. Did, did you like Bite School? <laughs> I think it's funny. I think all his movies are funny. Um, did you like not the promoting theme song? smoking, but they're even more funny when you're smoking. Did you like the theme song to Bite School? It's hilarious. It's me. I don't know what else to say. It's me. That was you? Yeah. I love it. I think it's hilarious. It's like right. totally suiting. And okay. Actually, there's a uh, scene on the cutting room floor with me and Kevin in the movie. Yeah, at Rock and Shock, he did a scene with us. Yeah. That is horrible, and thankfully he cut it out. It wasn't it was horrible. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> it was bad. Like, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed talking about it. Anyways, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll do the rundown here, starting with Melissa. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Melissa P eight five seven seven. I think I'm on Instagram. Um, or you can catch my show on www.990wbob.com. And that's pretty much it. I'm on all sources of social media. <laughs> And uh, your show is called Shock Treatment? Shock Treatment. Okay. Michael. That's okay. They got it wrong the first time we did it, so it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you, Michael? Uh, They can find me home alone, holding a cat and crying, probably. Uh, (laughs) No, you can find me on Facebook uh, as Michael Darwin. Uh, You'll find me at the Dark Discussions podcast group on Facebook. I don't really do much of the other social media. Uh, I do have a blog that I update once in a blue moon called uh, Unnatural Selections, uh, and you can hear me every week on Dark Discussions. We are also currently doing uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, which is a uh, podcast dedicated to the HBO series Westworld. So, and that's also coming out. What is it? Tuesdays? 
Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, the new episode just came out uh, this morning, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Well, there you go. Nice. Philip? Um, yes, uh, you can find uh, me on uh, the Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group. As Mike mentioned, I- I'm always there. Um, I'm also on Facebook as under my own name, and um, that's Phil Perrin, but you can f- find me through the Facebook group. Uh, www.darkdiscussions.com is where all our episodes are, including the spinoff podcast, as Mike mentioned, the Boats, Brothels, and Bots Westboro podcast. And uh, we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are found. Nice. And uh, Melissa Billy Coyne says, Melissa, I made it. Yay. Hi, Billy. <laughs> Wolfman. You can find me on YouTube, the 13th Wolfman, Twitter at the 13th Wolfman, Tumblr, 13th Wolfman, the Prowler, your Sunday in the Dark, every Tuesday in Wicked Horror Show, doing the horror world with Kevin, the Dark, I've been doing the Wicked Horror <laughs> Reviews. And uh, Letterbox, the 13th Wolfman. Check out my most recent uh, thing that's going to be up tomorrow. It'll be the sit down with. The guys from the nursery, uh, Christopher Miklos and Jay Sapporo. Okay. And I, know I, I know I butchered both names. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I forget right after the show is done. I forget. Anyways, uh, you can find me, A Knuckle, on Twitter, Instagram, um, A Knuckle. Eh, I'm not going to do Snapchat. Sorry. Uh, every Sunday on the Dorkening Tuesday, Wicked Horror Show, doing stuff with Wolfie. Uh, you can find us, most of us, except for Wolfie, at Scarecon. Um, coming up in a couple weeks, and uh, yeah, come by, say hi, check out some of the panels, help, help us keep the panels busy, right? Ask some questions, it'll be fun. Get involved in the trivia. That's right, win some prizes. Right, Leo? Yep, and uh, my name is Leo, I'm the guy behind the computer here, making sure everything works most of the time. Uh, we want to make sure you check out the show notes, uh, support our guests here uh, support Dark Discussions Podcast, Shark, shark Shock Therapy. Shark, shark treatment. <laughs> uh, and, I heard you uh, say that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Shark Treatment. I got it. Oh, get, get me the sci-fi channel. For real. Yeah. Shark Treatment. Yep. I'm sure that's already a movie. It's about a, a shark that's also a doctor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like I said, we do this uh, for the most part three times a week with the exception of the Ultimate Video Game Show since movies come out on Thursdays, which I will be Priorities. All priorities, everyone. I know. Why do you when you can see Solo, right? Exactly. And Deadpool last week, so we took two weeks off. Uh, yeah. Or go see Infinity War a fourth time. I've only seen it once. I barely got through the first time. Really? You didn't like it? I, it's not that I didn't like it. I I get bored after an hour and a half. Oh, I liked it. That horror movie conditioning. It, so. <laughs> uh, with that, I want to thank you all for watching. And if you happen to miss this episode, make sure you check out our podcast, uh, or just go into the uh, our YouTube and Facebook, and you can check out the show there as well. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye. Thanks for having us. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you did, please make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to be part of a future show, you can find us over on YouTube or Facebook where we broadcast all our episodes multiple times a week live in front of an online audience where you can interact with us and our guests. Our main show, The Dorkening, is produced live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. The Wicked Horror Show comes at you Tuesdays 
at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And the Ultimate Video Game Show zooms in on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. This has been a Dorkening Network production powered by New Media Promotions. You can learn more about our network by heading on over to www.thedorkening.com.